Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Welcome to Nerd Talk, everybody. This is Jordan Halstead, your host. I am so excited because 23 movies, two complete Disney Plus series, have combined to create this massive cinematic universe known as the MCU. And it all started in 2008 with the introductory movie Iron Man. Today, I'm talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe with my friends Jeremiah and Micah. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. I'm super excited about this one as we're going uh, into a topic that I continually will visit um, as series continue to grow, as new movies come out, um, and hopefully you guys will come back and join me for future episodes as we talk about this. Um, But thank you guys so much for joining me as we open this chapter for Nerd Talk. Hey, thanks for inviting me. I'm just happy to be here. Absolutely. I I like talking about this stuff, so this (laughs) this is an awesome hour of time that I'm going to get to spend, so... Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, I I, I love talking about this stuff with you guys. And so uh, I know we've had multiple conversations, uh, especially Jeremiah, you and I over the years um, that that we've had that conversation. Um, So I'm excited about it. So, all right. Well, let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, So in a few sentences, Jeremiah, go ahead and tell me a little bit about how you got into nerd culture. Uh, Star Wars, if I can just put it in two words or less, I grew up loving those movies um collected action figures um would go to friend's house play with those action figures it it just star wars something i fell in love with as a kid um getting older um you know grew up watching the the spider-man cartoon um it was like one of the coolest things to me as a kid just watching stuff like that because i didn't have cable so it was like i couldn't get into disney or whatever it was just this was like the one cartoon that i could watch Uh, a lot of fun um and then in high school is when I kind of got into more superheroes. You know, I knew who Spider-Man was, but that was pretty much it. Um, when my mom, who's a children's pastor, was doing like a comic book themed uh, kid room and got comic books to put on the walls and decorate. So I was like, I'm just going to read some of these. And lo and behold, I picked up the the Civil War story. Oh, crossover, like huge. huge oh, yeah. Was like, I read that and I fell in love with Captain America um and so since then you know when i got to college my ability to dive into comic books was um was able to flourish because there was a comic book store near me for the first time and so i've been reading those ever since and love the movies so it's just been kind of just a slow growth to what was available to me with star wars and still love star wars so much but um being able to expand as i got older and was able to have my own money (laughs) yeah oh absolutely what about you, Micah? Yeah, so like Jeremiah said, I um, got introduced to Star Wars at a very, very young age. My uncle was a big Star Wars fan. I mean, obviously, he was alive when the first trilogy came out. I saw A New Hope, and I was hooked. Um, I remember when they re-released the, the the original trilogy in theaters in the late 90s, mm-hmm. when they did kind of a re uh, relaunch with... Um, you know, extended cuts and, and new scenes and things that we didn't see in the original trilogy. And I remember my uncle taking me to see all three of those. 
Um, high school, I fell in love with Lord of the Rings. I uh, watched all three of those movies. And when I went to college, I had all three of those movies, like the extended director's cuts, and would just watch those and watch those on the right papers. Um, first Marvel experience probably was when I was an undergrad. I went and saw Iron Man, the first one in the theater. Um, kind of took a hiatus. I mean, I watched all the original phase one movies and then kind of like checked out and didn't know how much of a broad, you know, spectrum it was going to end up being like it is like it is now um but then i kind of picked back up with winter soldier when i was living in north carolina and then i moved back to ohio and i got hooked so i ended up going out and i bought all the movies and sort of like jeremiah said also there's a comic book section at the half price books down the road from us and about three or four months ago during pandemic life i started reading comic books out of the blue but like big big star wars fan and film score buff so like i listen to a lot of john williams and hans zimmer and things like that so oh yeah that's awesome love 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 that is fantastic yeah i uh so when jeremiah was a senior in college uh well you might have just graduated uh that year uh stan lee came to ohio for the cincinnati comic expo and uh my all-time favorite book from marvel is civil war um, which I love the fact that that's kind of like your starting point into reading comics. Cause I'm like, that's my favorite. Um, and I yeah. actually, and I've talked about this on the podcast before that I actually have a signed graphic novel from Stanley and the artist, Mark Miller. Uh, and, and both of them, uh, or no, uh, Steve McNeven, I think is, yeah, it was Steve McNeven, uh, who, who did it. Mark Miller was the writer. Steve was the, the artist and I've got the artist and Stanley signatures in that book. It, one of the coolest things I, I absolutely love it. Yeah. So, I got um, a kind of, it was kind of when Stanley's health was deteriorating a little bit. Yeah. I was like, it, it's time to get something that he signed. Um, so I ended up getting um, a signed copy of Cap's first Marvel book. Ooh. So um, like his like first debut comic in the Marvel series. So not his, his not Cap's first appearance ever, but his first time under the Marvel label. Signed was that him. the it, one where, awesome. was that under, because I know Marvel used to be, uh, uh, what was the the title? I forget what it was, because it it changed titles because it was always like under that same house, but they changed mm-hmm. things up. Right? Yeah. Um, was that the the big issue where they find him in the ice and all that? Uh, no, because that it was Avengers when I believe they okay. find him in the ice, but it was um his, his first like this is Captain America's comic book in Marvel. In Marvel, um, okay. So it's it's like got him kind of like running towards the the whoever's the reader, and it's got like I think. Black Panther and okay. Namor in the background. I think just yeah, some of the some of the more stuff. old school characters who, yeah. who were right in that time. Mm-hmm. That's that's really cool. All right, so moving in towards today's topic, which Avengers movie was your favorite and why? And we're talking specifically the Avengers: Age of Ultron, Infinity War, or Endgame. So go ahead, Micah, uh, or or Jeremiah. Oh, either yeah, way. let Micah go. I'm good. I got to talk uh, a little bit. You sure? Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Infinity War. Ooh, why? I think there's better sequences of storytelling. I think there's better uh, redemption quality in that. And I think that they do a better job in less time of telling the overall story. Before okay. we jumped on the show, Jordan and I were talking about it, and he said that Endgame was a little bit too long. And I, I would agree with that statement, that Endgame was a little bit too long for me. Infinity War is my favorite. And you know, as we go through um, some of the other questions we're going to answer, um, I just love Thor's story throughout Infinity War. Yeah. I think what's really funny is that uh, as we kind of talked about the uh, 
the ex- or how it how it's too long of a movie at some time like it, I mean there's a lot in there I, I understand but uh, after uh, Zack Snyder did his long four hour Justice League cut uh, I heard that the the Russo brothers were like well we have a six hour end game cut and I'm like okay please don't do this to me like if you're gonna continue to do this like you should have just made it a three part movie if you think it's that big a deal you should have made it a three part movie and and filmed it that way not. Don't do this to me. <laughs> hey, if Peter Jackson can make three movies out of a Hobbit, one Hobbit book, then. Oh, yeah. That's, that is true. I, I wouldn't call those three movies, though. I, I wouldn't <laughs> call them movies. I just, I was kind of expounding on what he said. No, I, I know, I know. I... <laughs> so, Jeremiah, what what is your uh, favorite Avengers movie and why? Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Infinity War, um, probably for different reasons, but um, I, think, I think Endgame um kind of suffered from just the the expectations that had been built up um not to say that it didn't live up to expectations but endgame had to be so focused on fulfilling expectations yeah. to doing all that kind of stuff that i think the quality of the story went down a little bit and i think part of me kind of goes i, I don't know if i can call infinity war an avengers movie because it's more of a, a thanos movie featuring the avengers that's very true um but I, again, I think, I think Infinity War is just such a, a solid comic book movie. From start um, to finish. Yeah, yeah, the whole ride. So I think Endgame kind of suffers from this kind of slow build up to the final fight, which has so much good stuff in it. It's just, I, I if I'm going to watch Endgame, I just want to go watch the last fight. I don't want to watch yeah, the stuff. Like, don't, don't worry about the whole movie. I just want to watch like that hour long fight sequence. Yeah. I, I just want to, I want to watch Cap get the hammer. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. all I want to see for, for the rest of my life. So. <laughs> yeah. And I, and what I would also say to that too, with Infinity War is the fact that um, it's the first time where some of the, these characters are actually being introduced to each other and mm-hmm. that it yeah. hasn't happened yet. Right. So yeah. like the guardians are meeting, Iron Man and, and Spider-Man and you know like there's these different interactions for the first time yeah. and you only get that once right you only get that first impression once and I think they did a great job mm-hmm. you know from the battle on Titan to you know any part of that movie I think they just do such a great job and integrating the Guardians of the Galaxy into it was a big thing for me yeah, yeah. I think uh, to follow that one is is that the introductionary part I think one of the best things is like how they allow some of them to kind of script their own character because they've gotten a feel after being in this character for so many years they've kind of got a got an idea as to maybe they'll say this and uh i found out that chris pratt actually dared dave batista to throw in the why is gamora go like when the, when they're like who is gamora where's gamora and he's like i've got one better why is gamora and like i guess like mm-hmm. he just he he dared uh dave batista to go in and say that and like then it made the final cut and i'm like yeah like they they just had some really good stuff and then like with Mm spider-man and dr strange uh when he's like oh we're using our made-up names i'm spider-man like it was just some of that kind of stuff it just it Mm -hmm. was done really well because i could totally see like if i was spider-man walking in and be like oh i'm jordan oh wait i'm (laughs) spider-man like like you you don't Mm -hmm. think to introduce yourself that way um which i think is is just it was genius. Um, I, however, do not agree with you guys as the best Avenger movie. I think the Avengers. Um, and the reason I say that is because I watched it last night with Katie. Uh, we were trying to figure out, you know, where what are we going to watch for our movie? Because uh, we try to watch a movie every now and then together. And, and uh, we're cuddling up and she's like, we're going to watch a Marvel movie, right? And I was like, yeah. And so uh, I threw on Avengers and it like 
it was 2012 we're in 2021 and it still stands up as a really good movie not only does it like have the nostalgia factor but like it's not like it didn't make enough references like uh which i know crocs are starting to come back but like iron man 2 there's a there's this direct saying that uh that tony says to uh to Rhodey and he's like drop your socks and grab your crocs this ride's about to get wet and like there wasn't things like that that specifically made it 2012 i mean there were but it it, it still stands up in 2021 nine years later um so i i think that was one of the best and i liked the way they portrayed uh loki and they brought the team together It, it had that original feel i actually bought the the original avengers digital comic for like two dollars on comicology mm. and and read it and it had enough of a feel that it was still its own thing but it still kind of gave uh tribute back to the original comics which i i just loved um so that's mm-hmm. that's my personal favorite um i mean they're all good uh but it just i i no, really stick with no, oh they're not no Absolutely. Age of Ultron's good. Age of Ultron is garbage. Ultron is good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. (laughs) This is what I'm gonna argue, um, and and we'll kind of get into this a little bit as well later on. I think that Age of Ultron is starting to age well, and here's the only reason I say that. Marvel, no, no, no. Listen, he's shaking his head at me for those of you who don't know why I said no, no, no. Um, Jeremiah, I'm telling you right now, man. They are starting to put certain pieces in play because I'm not a Captain Marvel fan. I didn't think that Captain Marvel was good. But now that like WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they're starting to push all these new shows and these new movies, but they're paying tributes back to older movies. So like WandaVision specifically with Wanda's storyline, you're starting to see more of Age of Ultron fall in. Um, which I always laughed because at the end of every episode each week, it would always say, oh, go back and watch Age of Ultron. And then, like, if I ended up rewatching, which I never did, uh, but if I would have gone back and watched it, I would have seen, hey, certain pieces. And I, I was reading article after article because um, I, I did sit with you guys for the longest time because it came out when Jeremiah, you and I were in college. Um, it came out and, like, I remember sitting with Nick Martinez and he was like, oh, dude, this is going to be, like, the greatest. And I was like, I walked out. I was like, it was not the it was not the greatest, but it it's still a good movie. I I would I would argue that. I just to I'm just I'm gonna fight you a little bit. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, just your reasoning. I think saying a movie is good because of what they're doing now in the universe does not justify a good movie. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, sitting there and going because just to go to Star Wars um, with how bad people disliked the last jedi didn't make the force awakens a good movie force awakens was a bad star wars movie too but just because the later movies were bad or even worse doesn't make force awakens any better no, no yeah bad. no i, I I'll, I'll agree with you there i think it's becoming a better movie because of the overall story that is is coming out of it that's that's the only reason that i'll even say that it's no, good i get what point. you're saying i'm just yeah no, and, and just, what i'll add to that you. yeah absolutely what I'll add, no, no no what i'll add to that is that I'll agree with you 100%. The Avengers is the, probably my second pick for the original mm-hmm. Avengers. Movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, Infinity War, then Avengers. Like, they do so much good storytelling, even in that early, you know, the first phase. Mm-hmm. And I just can't get behind Age of Ultron. I've tried. <laughs> I've watched it a couple of times, and every time I watch it, it just gets worse for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's getting it's just even... so long. I think those two, Age of Ultron and Endgame, they're just too long. I think, I think what's <laughs> killing me about every time I watch Age of Ultron is having watched The Office and knowing that Robert California voices Ultron, um, it, it it really it really screws with me. <laughs> I see. I kind of screwed with me too, but I think he does a great job as Ultron. I just think the, the context of the movie just is a a miss. It's just a miss. I, I, I'll agree with you. I think, I think that they did miss, but it 
pans out that like they were able to introduce certain good characters. I think Vision and and mm-hmm. Scarlet, which were great additions. I really mm-hmm. think they missed the opportunity though with with Quicksilver. Um, I think that they could have kept him, um, but I understand where they went. So uh, let's go ahead mm-hmm. and move on to the next question. Um, so uh, Jeremiah, we're going to start with you. Uh, which phase one, two, and three movies? were your favorite so so pick your favorite from each of the phases and uh just just tell me which one they are because i know you and i've talked we think that that phase two is your your golden age of of marvel movies it really was um but but tell me which is the best from each phase uh four from phase one um is my favorite um also another pretty unpopular opinion i think the first Thor is the best of the three. I know a lot of people like Ragnarok, but okay. I don't watch my superhero movies for comedy. So when a superhero movie is just comedy, it, it doesn't roll with me very well. Okay. I think it's funny, but um, I think Thor's really good. Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier for Phase 2, which is also just the best Marvel movie. Um, and I, I'll rant about that one forever, so I'll, I'll wait for that <laughs> a little bit. Um, and then I think... Doctor Strange would probably be my my phase three pick um, for my favorite. That's a good pick because uh, I I think it's the best origin story done by Marvel. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, but yeah, those are my my. Those are all really me. solid picks too. Yeah, thank you. So I think so too. <laughs> all right, Micah. So phase one, phase two, and phase three. Which are your favorite movies from each phase? Yeah, so I was sitting with my wife earlier today, and I was going through these questions with her, and like we've watched all these movies together, and we've watched them all several times, and um, I will agree with Jeremiah. The first one uh, would be Thor. I, I I'm a big Thor mark. I'm just a big Thor mark. I, I like Thor. I like his story. Um, the second phase for me, it was kind of a toss up. I feel like I could have just went with Guardians of the Galaxy because it's such a great movie and it's so funny. However, I think I'm going to go and I'm going to throw a curveball. Right, I'm going to go with Ant Man. Because I think it's underrated. I would agree with okay. that. I would absolutely yeah. agree I with think, that. Because to be honest, right? Like when I when we were introducing ourselves at the beginning of the, the podcast, I my father in law was like he's liking you know these movies too. And early on when Ant Man came out, he was like, "Hey, have you seen Ant Man?" And I was like, "No, I didn't even know it was a thing, right?" And I wasn't paying attention to it at that time. And he was like, "You need to watch it. It's great." And I'm like, "No, this is stupid. I'm not going to watch it." So I sit down and watch it, and I'm like, man, this is one of the most underrated Marvel movies there are, period. Same thing with, I, I loved Ant-Man and the Lost, too. I thought it was great. But for my phase three pick, I would go with Thor Ragnarok. I just loved <laughs> part of the re- and the reason I, and I had, I wrote all these notes down as we're preparing for this, this show today, but the reason I love Thor Ragnarok is I love the bridge of Thor's story from Thor Ragnarok to Infinity War. That's why I love that movie so much. Mm-hmm. Not because of the comedy that uh, Jeremiah's referring to, I love that stuff too, but for me, it's the bridge from Thor Ragnarok to Infinity War and the story, the overarching story, and everything that Thor has went through, right, mm-hmm. with his with his, his dad, his brother, his mom, uh, his sister, getting Asgard, finally getting Asgard, losing Asgard, finally meeting, you know, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, but like, it's just, I think it's just a right, like from the beginning of Thor Ragnarok through the end of Infinity War when he almost gets Thanos. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're going to die for that. And then he's like, you should have went for the head. And you're like, right. So like that just, again, is why I'm saying Infinity War is the best Avengers movie. But hey, <laughs> just, I, that's why I picked yeah. Thor Ragnarok. And I would also say that Doctor Strange is, is an outstanding movie. And I can't wait for Doctor Strange too. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for it. Uh, I know that 
for phase one, if I'm not going to cho- because I'm not going to choose an Avengers movie. We, we already talked about Avengers and, and, and whatnot um, because that that is one of my favorites. But solo outings, I got to say, I think Iron Man had just an amazing start. I think it starts off the universe well. Um, but I, I just I really liked the first Iron Man movie. Um, I actually Thank rewatched you. Iron Man and Iron Man 2 not long ago. Um, I know Iron Man 2 gets a lot of crap, um, but I, I feel like <laughs> Iron Man was really good. Um, I think that they started to, to, to pile in the right direction. I heard that some of the characters are going to start showing back up from the original Iron Man movies. Um, I know Justin Hammer is supposed to show back up for a future Disney Plus series. Um, I think he's showing up for uh, Armor Wars. Um, which they're setting up with with uh, the Ironheart series, and then they're going to bring in Rhodey, and they're doing like all these different characters for it. But I heard Justin Hammer's going to be in there, um, so I'm really excited about some of that kind of stuff. Uh, phase two, Jeremiah, I agree with you. The greatest Marvel movie of all time has to go to Captain America: The Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. um, and I I say that solely because I think that every turn it was just. It kept you on your feet. Like, you had the awesome fight with, with George St. Pierre playing Batrock the Leaper at the very beginning of the film. Uh, you had the introduction of the Falcon, which was a huge comic book nod to his partnership with the Falcon. Then you bring Bucky back, which you'd set up in the mm-hmm. first movie, but, like, you start to, to unfold. And I think what was cool was that movie came out in 2014. Um, I, was a, uh, I was going into – or I was a freshman in college uh, that year. And when I, I walked out uh, in the summer, I went and found that book uh, that it's based off of, and I read it. And, like, it's got the uh, Red Skull and stuff, but, like, it kind of kept the same tones. Um, it kept a mm-hmm. lot of that. So it felt like, like we were talking earlier, it felt like a comic book in a movie form. Um, but they took mm-hmm. enough liberties that it, it was changed. And I, I think that the Russo brothers just nailed it there. Um, mm-hmm. And it just all around was just this amazing movie. And, like... I was the only thing that I would say that I did not like was that they dismantled Shield. I think that dismantling Shield that early in in the series I think was was a wrong turn personally. I think they could have continued because I would have loved to see Steve Rogers take over as the director of Shield. I think that would have been a really cool way to see, but I I don't disagree entirely with mm-hmm. the with the move. Um, also because it it kind of negated uh, after the first season of Agents of Shield, it kind of just destroyed the whole plot of that show. Um, and and so, uh, but then my third phase, okay, so phase three movie, I gotta say, Spider Man Homecoming. Um, I I really liked Spider Man Homecoming. It it was one of those that it took a different route. Uh, it was one of the few times up until that point that they didn't kill the villain. Um, they kind of. Like, I mean, you watch the first phase, uh, other than Loki, almost all those villains were somehow killed off um, to some degree. You get to phase mm-hmm. two, most of them, in some degree, were all killed off. Um, and then you get to phase three, and they start saving the villains. They're like, oh, hey, we could continue doing these amazing storylines. And I love that they are setting up the Sinister Six series. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of to go that route, I was like, and I just, I loved Michael Keaton going from Batman, the hero, to Vulture, the villain. I was like, I think they did really well there. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the the Spider-Man movies from the MCU, but I will say that um, I'm not either. Wow. Michael Keaton's scene in the car when he's like he pulls out the gun and starts talking to Peter is probably one of the best scenes in the MCU. Oh, absolutely. It it's 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 one of those things where um, 
Michael Keaton is just such a good actor that it almost does the movie a disservice because nobody else in that movie is on his level. So you go from this kind of kiddie high school romance superhero movie, and then you get this just Michael Keaton being amazing. And so it just, it almost doesn't fit with the rest of the movie because of how good it was. It was like one of those things where you just kind of, you sit in the movie and you go, oh, this is pretty good. And then this scene comes on, you're just like leaning forward and your hands are sweating. Like what in the world is about to happen? Because like, is he about to shoot Peter? (laughs) Like, like, oh my gosh. But I I think he like going in that route as well. I think that even in his comedic sense, when he shoots the original, Oh, you're the shocker. You're the shocker, shocker. This And like, he even shoots him. He's like, Oh, I thought that was the levitation gun. Like he, he played it so well. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, for a very serious villain, he handled that very well. Um, and, and I, I agree with you. I think that he was a totally different level, but then, uh, I think that any of their villains so far, even with, with Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio, I think that he even brought up the a game, um, and far from mm-hmm. home. I think that their villains, their their actors for their villains have just been top notch. Um, I heard that they're bringing back Jamie Foxx as Electro and uh, who played uh, Doc Ock in the original Spider-Man series. Spider-Man 2. Yeah, in Spider-Man 2. Um, I forget what his name is, but I heard he's coming back as well um, for to do their Sinister Six. And I'm like, ooh, that's just, I, I think that like, like you said, they're just bringing these top-notch actors who are gonna who are gonna play their their villains very well um so even even if you don't care for spider-man <laughs> himself like you can at least get behind oh hey like these villains are gonna be pretty sweet oh yeah yeah so alfred molina played doc ock thank you yes yeah he he did phenomenal um so all right so who is your favorite hero in the mcu micah thor <laughs> saw that one coming why well i mean thor thor or iron man like i've always said i like those two equally right and i'm not a big captain america mark like my wife isn't either like i loved i love the captain america movies and i loved you know like his story but like the the beef that i have with captain america is i just feel like regardless of what happens he always gets his way and i kind of want to be crushed once in a while you know what i mean like there's like he just you know that he's gonna he's gonna get what he wants in the end okay right? so, so whereas like thor loses everything that's fair right so so what i'm hearing is that's why you liked infinity war was because the heroes lost at the end of the movie like that was the real big draw was because everybody lost and you were like oh i'm i'm like hurt by this no, I just thought it was a better story. <laughs> <laughs> Love the, the battle on Wakanda. Yeah, you know. better. <laughs> but like, but Thor, Thor or Iron Man, hundred um, percent. I would say Thor just because again I love his story throughout the entire MCU. Like from being a spoiled brat wanting to be the king of Asgard to literally losing everything from his mother to his father, from his brother to jane foster and losing asgard and the kingdom and then going into infinity war and facing thanos and then coming within inches of doing that and then even you know fat thor and endgame like there's there's a bit of redemption in his story and like i think he gets the most redemption out of everything yeah i'll agree with that i uh i, I still can't get behind uh the director making his eyebrows blonde as well when they i don't know if you've even noticed that they they dyed his eyebrows in the first thor movie uh, to match yeah. everything else. I, I, I can't get behind it. <laughs> I thought it was great when he finally cut his hair in Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> it did look a lot better. His hair was getting a little bit out of hand yeah. by the time he got to 
Mm-hmm. My favorite meme is the uh, the Thor yell instead of L'Oreal, and it's it's Thor with the long, luscious hair and all that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Jeremiah, who's who's your favorite hero in the MCU? Um, see, as a comic book reader, so much of me wants to say Captain America because he's my my all time favorite superhero. But if I'm going with MCU, I I don't know if I can pick Captain America. I think I think I'd have to go with Thor as well. Um, and, and, you know, for the reasons that you mentioned, I think, um, his journey from his first movie to, um, the end of the infinity Saga, I think, um, I think Endgame kind of misses a couple beats, um, yeah. on it, but I think by the end of infinity war, I think, yeah, if I could take Thor from his first movie to infinity war best hero in the MCU, I think Endgame does a lot of disjustice, um, to his character I'm not necessarily with what they do with him throughout that movie, but at the very end, you know, he goes from this journey of not being worthy for of Asgard to finally being worthy, um, losing it just to kind of get back to it and go, you know what? I don't want it and gives it away. I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't like that very much. So, um, but I like, I like Thor a lot. Um, I also, um, I, I, we haven't seen too much of him, but I think um, Dr. Strange, um, they, they did him, I think so well. Um, in, in his movie and even just how he, he interacts, his interaction with um, Tony Stark in Infinity War, I think was just so well done because you have these two big egos just coming at each other and then just kind of how they they interacted kind of this, again, they, they don't agree with each other, probably don't even like each other, but um, just kind of in this moment of, well, even if we don't like each other, we're still going to, you know, give up our lives for the sake of, of saving the world. Um, and so I like I like Doctor Strange a whole lot. To follow that, they've done such a good job with like what you said with his origin story. They also did like a wonderful job of just like sprinkling him in just yeah. enough to make yeah. you want more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. so like there was it wasn't overkill. Mm-hmm. It was like he it was playing it perfectly throughout like right. Infinity War. He was in Thor Ragnarok. You know, mm-hmm. it's just just enough to make you right. like this guy knows what he's doing, but we don't want to mm-hmm. like overexpose him. Yeah. Right. yeah, you didn't feel oversaturated by it. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think, well, I think it's going to change when we get to Doctor Strange too. But yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, the Avenger. I think Cap is absolutely my favorite. Uh, Jeremiah, like you, with being a Cap reader, I, I love his series. I think that um, in the books he does well. I liked the the casting with him. I think that he just was embodied very well in this. Um, they did a very great storytelling. Um, I think that that he kind of a man out of time, like that storyline and, and going through, and then Endgame, him kind of getting his second chance. Um, mm-hmm. I loved that. I like how they wrote him um, because you kind of got the soldier in the first uh, first movie. You had um, more of a spy kind of soldier mm-hmm. versus uh, you're you're more action packed. It was more spy thriller uh, with his second outing. His third outing, he had to choose between between friends. Um, between his friend from the 40s that he's been brothers with forever um, versus Iron Man, who was his 21st century brother. Like, you you, you had some conflict there, and I, I think that he went through a lot. Um, and so Avengers-wise, I think Cap is my favorite. Um, but Guardians-wise, I think Rocket Raccoon. Um, and the reason I say that is because I started to realize, like, how much he lost um, from Infinity War. Like, he was... Because he, him, and Nebula were the only Guardians characters to survive, right? Mm-hmm. So when yeah, you look, yeah. when you look at that, like, I mean, 
yeah, Chris Pratt's Star-Lord was a jerk to him, calling him a trash panda in, in Guardians 2. But you look at some of it and you're just like, okay, time out. Let's look at it like, okay, so it's like six months after the first movie is the second movie. And then between the second movie to Infinity War, that's many, many years. Um, and so there's time for them to, to grow and, and, and become this family. And he loses everything. Um, he lost Groot, not once, but he's lost him twice now. And so, yeah. like, that was his partner in crime. He 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 helped raise him. He helped he, – he went through all this. And, like, to lose everybody and then, like, basically be on your own because you haven't built this family with the Avengers. You're not really – I mean, like, you're still out doing space stuff. You're still trying to figure it all out. I think that his character story – because he didn't have the multiple movies that everyone else did – um, leading up, mm-hmm. I mean, like he had Guardians one and two, and then Infinity War and Endgame. Um, but like him interacting with Thor and Endgame, and he's like, "Listen, we've all lost people," and like he kind of had his head mm-hmm. straight, and he's like, "You got to move on. Mm-hmm. We're here to save everybody. Like we got to do this." Um, which I, I just I love. Um, so now that we've talked about our favorite heroes, let's talk about our favorite villains. So, Micah, who is your favorite villain from the MCU? This is going to be an unpopular opinion, um, but I, my wife again. My wife and I were talking about this this morning or this afternoon, and I was like, "Who's my favorite villain?" And I'm like, "Somebody I want more of. Like, I want more of their story." But uh, I want to go with Ronan. Okay. Just because I want, I wanted more of him because they like they again they sprinkle him in in Guardians One. Mm-hmm. They didn't really do a lot with him. And then again in Captain Marvel, they did, you know, they sprinkled them in there a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to, know, I wanted to know more of his story. Like I feel like he, like he's a real threat to the MCU, even though he didn't really get to, you didn't get to see that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, through the the Cree. Um, yeah, I would say Ronan. And if not Ronan, my wife was like, well, what about the Winter Soldier? Because Bucky was the Winter yeah. Soldier. Oh, absolutely. But, but for me, I, I don't know why. I just want like. I don't think Ronan's like the the baddest villain in the MCU, but like I want I want to know more of his story, and I'd love to hear what you two say about that. Like I just I would love to I want to know more about him, and I think there's there's a little bit of that. Like because like in Guardians, like one of my favorite lines is when he like he stands up to Thanos, and Thanos is like, "If you do this, I'm going to bathe the universe in your blood," and I'm like, "Oh, that makes Thanos look really awesome." <laughs> but it's like, wow, this kid. Oh, I don't know if he's a kid or is an adult. He's actually standing up to Thanos. Like he's not afraid. He wasn't afraid to like hold an Infinity Stone either. So I'd be curious to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, I think the way that they portray him in the movies um, kind of, it, it does, a, they did it a lot in what Ronan um is now in the comics and i i don't know he might even actually be dead in the comics at the moment um not really sure but uh yeah because when you're in comics um, you never you never i guess what they did with him you're never truly dead but unless you're uncle um, ben right maybe yeah (laughs) uh definitely um they they've hinted at bringing him back some in these past stories but not not recently but during a clone conspiracy they hinted at bringing him back and i was very glad they didn't but um yeah it's just kind of he is this like he is a powerful villain but again he's not like he's always kind of in service to somebody and so i think like you said like seeing more of him would be very interesting just to kind of see we have an um, origin show or something yeah something like that just to kind of see you know who like who is he serving why is ronan 
doing um, what what he does, I think definitely could be be pretty interesting for sure. Um, it could be fun to kind of see that because I I think um, villains are more interesting if they're not supremely powerful and um, crazy over the top, but more so in, in how they do what they do, I think is more interesting. And, and, um, and I me, think he, he went to fight another day, right? right. Like, he, yeah. like, especially in Captain Marvel when he was going to ride to blow up the earth, mm-hmm. like, you know, Captain Marvel stood up to him and he was like, you know what? I think we're going to go. We'll, we'll come yeah. back. We'll do this later. Right. right. So like, I think he, you know, to your point, I think, you know, choose when to fight another day. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder if he's even done yet. Um, and the reason I say that is because if they're going to go back to the 90s with Captain Marvel and bring him in, like, what was the point of bringing him in other than, like, I mean, was it just a nod or is this going to be a uh, future storytelling um, that we'll kind of see a little bit more of Captain Marvel start back in the 90s, early 2000s before uh, phase one really kicked off and in their time frame? Um, are we going to see a little bit more of Ronan? Um, because, I mean, they can write it however they want. Um, so are we going to are we going to see some of that or uh, are some of the theories of like because they they messed with time and all that? Is he going to show up in like the Loki show or is he going to show up in like some of one of the alternate universes or or alternate timelines? Like how, how is this all going to play out? Because, I mean, you can literally spin it however you want. You've got time travel. You've got uh, multiverse theory. You've got all these different ways. You've got clones. You've got scrolls. I mean, you you got everything. So like. <laughs> which way do you want to go with it? Like we can, we can write it however we want. So I, I don't think they're done with him yet. Yeah. It'd be interesting if just introducing the scrolls and having the Cree, if they go into a Cree scroll war, definitely having Ronan. But they teach that at the end of far from home. Like definitely. Mm-hmm. where are they going with this? Right. Yeah. And even at like the end of uh WandaVision, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so uh, currently on the Disney uh, Plus slate for all the Marvel shows that they're they're pushing out, uh, one of the things that they were talking about is they're going to do a secret invasion, but I don't know if they're going to use it as the scrolls are the bad guys because they've kind of reconfigured it. So I wonder if it's going to be like a cell of them mm-hmm. are going to be the bad guys because if, if I read it right, the scrolls were the bad guys that, that secretly invaded because mm-hmm. they started to look like all the, the heroes um, yeah. and, and going that route. So I don't know how they'll do it. Um, but I heard that they are going to push that uh, secret invasion as a Disney Plus original. Mm-hmm. So, so Jeremiah, who is your favorite villain from the MCU? Uh, whew, man, I, this is one of those questions where, like, I, Loki, you know, comes to mind just because he's been in so many. But part of me just doesn't want to say Loki because Loki's been in so many. Um, so just kind of being the um, kind of antagonistic. That's my wife's answer with Loki. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't want to just because I want to be antagonistic a little bit. I don't want to pick Loki just because it's what people would think to pick. I, you know, pre um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I would have said Zeno was probably one of the worst, but they made him so interesting in that yeah. show. And I know we're not talking about it, but um, I think he did a very good job just in that show. And um, so I think he could be up there just kind of in what he could do, kind of in the future of the universe. But again, going back with just the movies. Um, I'd probably, I'd have to say, uh, man, I don't even know. I think, I think I'd go with Winter Soldier. I think that movie just was so solidly done. And, um, just with, um, the, just again, how that story played out. And again, kind of, you mentioned Jordan, the twist and turns in it. Um, and just having a, a villain who isn't a villain by his own choice, um, just kind of be, um, kind of 
in this and then kind of kind of that redemption that that he's gone through um, absolutely absolutely i gotta say i started thinking about this because like like you said jeremiah you don't want to choose the the person that everyone else is going to choose like like mm-hmm. people are going to say either loki or thanos um right. th- those are your, your two big ones and you know i'm not afraid to say that thanos is my favorite solely because like mm-hmm. he's just he was done so well like you didn't feel like he was your true villain. Like you actually sympathized with the villain. And it was like, I I personally felt really connected to him. I was like, I could totally see like you're, you, you went a different route than I would have. I don't think, I think we're trying to meet the same goal. Just you, you went really far out there. Um, (laughs) Not, not where I would have gone. Um, I Mm -hmm. would have snapped and and made double resources um, or, or infinite resources. So that way, like, Hey, we can survive. We got this. Um, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have just killed everybody because I think that, <laughs> yeah. So I, he's I, I mad just, titan. Yeah, so, that's you know, why he's called he's the Mad crazy. Titan. He uh, he's right. a little mad. Um, but out of, out of the the ones that I really liked, kind of where they went, um, I gotta say Darren Cross uh, from Ant Man. Mm-hmm. I liked him. Um, mm-hmm. It gave that yellow jacket uh, his his starting, but they're actually talking. Um, there's rumors as of right now that uh, in uh, the either it's going to be uh, the Fantastic Four movie or in the Quantum Realm, they're going to start talking about uh, Darren Cross, and he, they're going to do like a throwback to before the events of Ant Man, hmm. and they're going to talk about how uh, the Fantastic Four actually worked for uh, Pym Technologies, is what the theory and, and some of the stuff that's been leaking is talking about. And I'm like, okay, if we go that route, like I get to see Darren Cross again. Like I'm hoping like hmm. we'll kind of see him kind of. Because I mean, he he made the suit very quickly, and it doesn't. It takes a little bit of time to make those kinds of suits. So mm-hmm. I want to see him kind of like start to become the bad guy. I want to see him go from like some mediocre like, oh, I, I'm helping run this company to, okay, what made you fly off the deep end? <laughs> like, what made you the villain? Mm-hmm. Um, because who just goes around and shoots somebody and turns them into a small little gloop and then swipes them up and throws them in the toilet? Like that was just it was a gross scene, mm-hmm. but it was it was really cool to see oh, like. Yeah. Like he was very chill about it. Like he didn't feel remorse, and I was like, okay, what? I, I want to dig into that a little bit. So, uh, but I, I really liked him as a villain, um, especially forcing Ant Man to do some like pull the sacrifice move of going subatomic. Um, just just some of the the ways that they wrote him, I liked that. So uh, here is the next question: What is your favorite Stanley cameo, Jeremiah? Let's start with you. Um. See, I like in prepping for this, I had to go on the YouTube and just watch all of his cameos. Um, and I think the one that I just like, when I saw it starting, that made me, I think, smile the most, um, was actually his, his age of Ultron cameo, um, which is where, you know, they're partying after, um, helping out. And then Thor brings out this mead. Um, and it's him and cap drinking it. And Stan Lee's like, Hey, give me some. And Thor's like, no, you're not going to be able to handle it. And they end up having to like, walks carry him out yeah yeah, carry him out and i just like that that's just so funny to me and i just think it it i love what he said as he's like drunk being carried out he he actually says his his famous line excelsior like like he says that which i thought was just like (laughs) whoa that's awesome yeah michael what about you um actually two um my favorite my, my wife rem- again reminded me as we were talking through some of these questions but um i think my favorite my personal favorite was in infinity war when he's on the school bus and uh um, <laughs> oh, yeah. spider-man's on yeah. the school bus right and this uh 
you know, Thanos's children are coming to Earth to, you know, street, you know, retrieve the stone from Doctor Strange, and, um, you know, uh, Spider-Man's like, make a distraction so I can get out of here. So he flies out, and all the kids are going nuts. And then uh, Stan Lee's like, "Well, you guys ain't ever seen a spaceship before." <laughs> and then Spider-Man <laughs> jumps out of the bus. And, uh, <laughs> the other one for me is uh, Captain Marvel on the subway, and mm-hmm. the only reason I did that was because it was the last one. Right. Last one that they filmed with him. Yeah, because they had actually filmed his endgame one prior to his death, and then they had to, like, they had to kind of just. Everything with the Howard Stark thing, right? Like in the. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where where he's like, make love, not war. And, like, he's driving with. with On the the way to the. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and and he's, like, so much younger, or or the girl is so much younger than he is. And I'm just like, yep, I could totally see that happening. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I got to say my favorite, and, and there's a little bit of personal to this, uh, but I've got two, but my first favorite is The Guardians Volume 2. Um, he is sitting on this this stone rock in a like an, an astronaut suit, and he's talking to the Watchers. Um, mm. Now, here's the reason why I love that question so much. So, like I said earlier, I got to meet Stan Lee uh, back in 2016, uh, and I got to go to a Q&A, and I asked him the question at that Q&A, which is on our Facebook feed. Um, we actually have the the video from it. Um, and I asked him, I said, if you could be any character like the watcher, would you like, was, is there a character you'd like to play? Now he said he would love to play all of them. He's like, I could play any of them. Like I would love to be any of them. Like they're all my favorites. And, but he wasn't allowed to talk about his cameo, which the next movie that came out was guardians volume two, where he was one of the watchers and, and, and talking with the watchers. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. So like that, that had personal reason. Now my other favorite, um, just because I thought this was the funniest of them all is his civil war cameo. Um, he's the UPS driver mm-hmm. and he comes in yeah. and he's like, uh, I got a package for a Tony stank. Tony and I'm just stank, like yeah. that one, that was yeah. comedy gold. I just, I, I thought mm-hmm. that was great. So, all right. So, uh, my last question for you guys is what do you hope to see from the MCU, uh, moving forward, whether it's in the TV series or in the movies, what specifically would you like to see moving forward? Um, Micah, go ahead and I'll, I'll start with you. Uh, this feels like such a loaded question. Um, yeah, yep. Glad you're going first. Yeah. But like, I, I love, you know, we were talking a little bit about, the, the series on Disney Plus, like being the Falcon Winter Soldier and WandaVision. I loved what they did at the end of WandaVision when they had the two cameos at the very end of the last episode. Yeah. When, uh, they show Wanda in the cabin and she's kind of in the same position that Doctor Strange was in Infinity War. And you're like, oh man, what are they going to do together? And like, what are they going to do with Wanda moving forward? Right. Yeah. Um, I, I really like Captain Marvel because I was, I, grew up in the nineties. So I love what they did with the nineties. And if you, mm-hmm. you're talking a little bit about how they're going back, maybe possibly and telling the story of Ronan and talking through, you know, what they're going to do moving forward with Captain Marvel story, maybe go back and tell her story a little bit more. Um, looking forward to see what they're doing with Captain Marvel. I'm really excited about the possibility with um, Ant-Man and the quantum mania and what they're going to do with that. And if they do the fantastic four route and they introduce the fantastic four and do it better, yeah. <laughs> do it better than what they did before. <laughs> um, I've also heard, you know, on uh, Dr. Strange, that there's a theory that through the multiverse, they're going to somehow plug in the X-Men Logan. I don't really know. Um, and then finally, um, I cannot wait. Uh, I think it was funny that we mentioned Michael Keaton 
as a villain in Spider-Man, but like I'm looking forward to Christian Bale, Batman Christian Bale, as a villain in Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. I'm really excited about Thor Love and Thunder. Mm. Of course, Guardians 3. So I think I've covered everything, so we can just shut the, the recording off now. But <laughs> I, I, I'm excited just to see where they go with the overall story. Like, mm. who's the next generation of Avengers going to be? How are they going to tie all this stuff together? What's the multiverses look like? What does the battle with the Kree and the scrolls and all that stuff, how are they going to tie it all together? Because they did it so well early on in the first 20 movies. Like, what are they going to do moving forward? Absolutely. So I'm just excited yeah. for the overarching story. Hey, you're up. I think I did pretty good. You know. <laughs> that was good. I, I'm gonna. I don't. I don't want to sound like rude, but I, I want the exact opposite. <laughs> I, I want a a back to basics. I think. Um, and again, it's not a bad thing. I think what they did with the Infinity Saga and how they built this universe is is awesome. Um, but I think for me, part of the reason why I think Phase Two was so good, um, was um, I think by the time we got to phase three, um, I went to the movies more for the hints towards Infinity War and Endgame. I didn't go to see the movies anymore. I went for the post credit scenes, um, how they were going to build the universe more than the actual movies. Um, whereas I think in phase two and phase one, I think the stories were just so self-contained that um, I wasn't, you know, going into the movie and kind of going, okay, now, now tell me what's going to happen next. I mean, Captain America... The, sec the Winter Soldier, it was like, it was just about that. Um, you know, they had the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D., which had um, consequences throughout the MCU, but it wasn't like a, oh, we're doing this aspect because we're trying to build this world. And I think movies, can they, they sometimes suffered in the, in the later MCU movies because it was so, well, how is this going to affect the other movies? We have to go this way. We have to go out this route where I would much rather them, and they've kind of been doing that with the shows, and I think part of that world building has been good is where they've... Yeah, I was going to ask, them. do you think they did that with WandaVision? Because I, I would agree or argue, no matter how you take it, that they yeah. did that with WandaVision. They did such good storytelling and kind of went back to basics, as you're saying. Ab absolutely, yeah. I, I think, yeah, if they do what they've been doing with WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier, I think they're going to get the best of both worlds about what we want. Because, again, they were such good stories about these individual characters and were so self-contained. Um, but then gave us little snippets about how this might go out well, like yeah, the rest of the world. Kind of like, yeah. like Micah was saying earlier, just you sprinkle a little bit in just to keep mm -hmm. you wanting more to put you into the right. next where you can be like, okay, where's this going? Like like the end of uh, mm -hmm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you, they, they left it on such a cliffhanger that, oh, this character could go and be a part of this next series or they can go this way. But like there's mm -hmm. that, that storyline specifically was not so overwhelming. And I think I agree with you. I think they should make it more like Avengers is where you do like, hey, everybody comes together, like those big mm -hmm. movies. But then when yeah. they go into solos, I think that's what made uh, Phase 2 so well was because they went to do the Avengers and then they came back and did their own thing. And then they go back right. to Avengers Age of Ultron and then then they started to kind of intermingle a little bit and it kind of got a, a little bit more sloppy. Not not that it was a bad thing. It just it just got a little less contained. Yeah, so just, just as an example is the difference between Cap 2 and cap three you know oh, yeah. captain america three was avengers 2.0 it wasn't a captain america movie absolutely um, whereas and i think part of that's why it suffered was because if i'm going to see a captain america movie you know i want to i just want to watch captain america like i don't i don't I mean you could have, have, you could have pulled that battle scene out and just had the ending with with bucky iron man absolutely. And, yeah. and it would yeah. have been fine right absolutely and so and, and again i think part of it was like again they're pulling all this in so they're like well all of the stuff we're going to do now is going to 
is, is again branching out into all these movies, all these different things that's happening, which again is is neat, but again needs to be saved for again the big crossover movies like Avengers. And so I just in the future what I'm hoping is more self-contained stories within the characters individual movies. Absolutely. I uh, I know that what I'm hoping for is that kind of like you said, I want to see more like self-contained but I also want to see some new heroes. Um, and and by, by when I say new heroes, I want to see like some of the Netflix guys come over and be a part of this. I'm a huge Daredevil fan. I love Daredevil. And uh, with some of the rumors hearing that Charlie Cox is going to be in the uh, in the Spider-Man movie coming out this December, like I got really stoked about it. Um, I think that Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the way they ended it, um, I think that there is some massive potential to bring Frank Castle in um, and, and, and kind of because now you've got the more pure side of, of one one character and then the, the darkness of another, and you can kind of see Frank kind of sit in the middle, um, kind of go back and forth, because uh, I was looking over um, just the different Captain Americas. Uh, one of my future episodes is called On Your Left, um, and that'll be out in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working with some guys that were talking specifically Captain America, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, but I started looking at who all has been Captain America, and there was one point where uh, Frank Castle runs in as captain america and like he's got the punisher mm-hmm. with the stars and stripes and i'm like when did that happen like that please tell me that was like a what <laughs> if or something because that would just wreck my world but i i see like there's potential to put them into these series and and i would just like to see some more interactions um i think that civil war i'll be honest civil war was the biggest letdown in the mcu um in my mm-hmm. opinion i think that mm-hmm. I, th- I think that in general um that movie there was so much potential to, to go that route, but they put it way too early. Um, I know that they mm-hmm. had to divide everybody up a little bit, um, but there were not enough characters that were interacting to divide everybody. I think it should have been a phase. Um, I think it should have been like mm-hmm. phase four or phase three, um, where you're introducing these characters and they're immediately having to, to hop in and change or, or pick a side. Um, I think that would have been really, really well. And I think that Spider-Man alone, if you would have followed the comic, uh, you see him, with Iron Man at one point and then him realizing I don't agree with this and then going to cap side, mm-hmm. which I think they're starting to kind of go that route with some of his storytelling with him being unmasked. And I think Dr. Strange is going to have to help him remask uh, with some, a little bit of magic. Um, I, I can't wait to see where that goes. Uh, but that's, that's what I kind of hope for. I hope that we also get some really cool Disney plus series. Cause I absolutely love seeing like a story more than just like two hours. Um, I like, mm-hmm. I like seeing that. I think captain in America and the, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, just seeing a cap-centered kind of show where they talk about Steve and talk about these characters and and the the legacy of some of these characters. I think it was just done really well, um, and I can't wait to see where they're going to go from there. So, mm-hmm. sounds like you guys are marks for the the Captain or I'm sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I enjoyed it. I liked WandaVision better. I did too. I did too. Okay, I I, I sit I in just, the middle. I, I just thought it's such a good job, like mm-hmm. like you know, back to the conversation of sprinkling characters in, they did that with Wanda and they did that with Vision throughout the entire saga, right? And this allowed them to really talk about who they were yeah. and their story. And they did such a good job mm-hmm. with, you know, character development, you know, teasing the twins, teasing, you know, all that stuff, you know, it had to come to an end, right? But like, again, it was short, sweet to the point, and it left me wanting more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Falcon Winter Soldier, I was just like, eh, it's okay. Like, I liked it. I liked it. No, no, no. I liked the show. Don't get me wrong. I mm-hmm. love the show. Yeah. I just, I thought that WandaVision did a better job of 
the kind of like, wrapping it all up and, and, and giving yes. wanting you right. to give more. Whereas Falcon and Winter Soldier, they left you on a cliffhanger, like you were saying. Yeah, so. I'll, agree, I'll agree with that. I think that both shows were done very, very well, and I'm excited for the next series uh, with Loki. Loki. Uh, when that drops, uh, it's dropping in in, uh, in June. June. Yep, June 11th, yeah. right? So uh, I'm I'm really excited for that. But uh, we'll, we'll just kind of comes out in July, finally. Yes, I know. I'm so excited finally. about that. It's it's one that I'm just. Uh. And then Shang Chi comes out in September. September. Yeah, and then yeah. we've got Eternals coming out in November, and then December Spider-Man is Spider Man. And, and not, that, too, Yeah, and th- that's not even including. Uh, we've got. Miss Marvel, which is coming out later this year, and then the Hawkeye series, and then they're doing an animated What If series um, based on the MCU where they're going to change small features. Um, mm-hmm. So I know one of them is where Peggy is going to become Captain Britain, um, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. So, guys, well, thank you so much for joining me today. I hate this part of the show because, you know, I just want to keep talking about this stuff. Um <laughs> But thank you guys so much again for joining me. Uh, and thank you to our listeners for supporting us. A quick announcement. Uh, Nerd Talk will be having its first ever giveaway as soon as we reach 50 followers on our Facebook and Instagram pages. There will be a special Star Wars themed gift. Uh, so make sure you subscribe and follow us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, and we'll catch you guys next time here on Nerd Talk. Nerd Talk.